Welcome to our firecracker agents from across the country. See what I did there, Tim? Today is July 1st, 2021, and this is Mastermind Podcast number 334. Right now, guys, we have, and we suspected this would happen. It's a long holiday weekend. We've got a pretty low attendance. We don't have anyone in the queue right now. We're not gonna we're not gonna drag it out. If, if it's an off week, we can pick up where we left off. If anyone does have anything that we can help with, hit star six and hit one and jump in there now. In the meantime, Tim, you said you had some a couple things you wanted to go over before we before we get started or before we leave. Yeah, I just like we talked before. I suspect this is going to be probably our lowest attendance of the year, and we sort of know that. I think people are legitimately and appropriately rejoicing in having a little free time and planning to do stuff with their families. We are as well. And I think all of us are, are being glad we're all still alive and here to talk together. The only thing I wanted to go over is that we've been teasing back and forth for a while about teasing is not the right word, but talking a bit about product and training and some other things that we've been looking to go do. And I will tell you that on next Thursday, if you are on that, you can look forward to us doing a soft reveal of a new product that we're going to be offering. It will uh, complement what you're already doing. It is something that we've been working on for six to eight months. We are, in fact, calling it pre-probate. We will be taking some initial interest, uh, get you to go fill out a form if you want to play and learn more, and we'll do some additional rollout on that next week. But You'll also be getting something in email about it, but don't miss next week's call. We know that it'll be a big one, and it'll be a great time to get things rolling for the rest of the summer and get things moving. We've had a wonderful run for the last many months, and the fact is that all of you who are still on this call and who are with us and who've been with us through all of this, many of you have had some of the better times in your real estate career in the last several months, and it's not just because, unfortunately, so many folks have passed away and therefore creating probate. It's just that we've been and we are in a market that is evergreen. They always say, don't think too certain is death and taxes. And it's the one thing that is sure to generate opportunity to sell. So that's why probate has been so good to all of us in the last several months. And uh, we certainly are in front of the, the problems with the COVID disease and all of that. Whatever your political leanings are, your thoughts about that, I urge you to take a good long look at the vaccinations that are going on and realize that a lot of folks that are still showing up in hospitals haven't been, and you ought to take a look at that. But more importantly, let's celebrate what we have here and, and the fact that we've, we've been able to get through this. And we do ask you to join us next week, and we'll definitely be talking about new products and new things that we've got going for the rest of the summer and on into the fall. So you're at the right place at the right time. We're growing again, aggressively doing some hiring for some new folks to join our team to continue to build out our offering and as we very carefully build the things that we do. So we look forward to offering that to you and helping you continue to grow your business in more ways than uh, just doing it today. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that other than I certainly want to wish everybody a a happy and safe 4th of July and uh, celebrate with your families and give people hugs you haven't seen in a while. They've missed you and I'm sure you've missed them. That's it for me, bud. Said, and by the way, in case you just make sure you didn't hear that, wrong. It wasn't free probate. It was pre-probate, P-R-E. So uh, free pro- pre-probate, yes, as in before probate. And it's something, guys, we won't talk about it uh, today, but it's something you've asked us for, especially 
in competitive markets where you're finding a good number of your probates are sold by the time they're filed, this is going to be a uh, program that's going to really supplement what we're already offering. And if you're on that call, you'll get first shot at it. We're not going to sell it uh, multiple times in the same county, not numerous times anyway. Bruce, any, we do have two people in the queue, so thank you for that. Bruce, anything you want to add before we, we get to the queue? I was just going to pick on Tim a little bit. My only question is, did you just did you just soft promote a soft promotion? I might have, yeah. It was just called a double softie. Okay. <laughs> Probate Foundation. Yeah, that, that's too easy. I'm not going to even comment on that. Go ahead, Bruce. I think you, made, I think yeah. you both made good decisions there. Just keep moving. Yeah. Probate Foundation on Wednesday and Thursday next week at 2 o'clock. If you haven't registered, register. Good class. If you've already uh, been through it and you got a benefit out of it, register again. And then in the middle of the month, we'll be doing that role play, additional role play call for anyone that has not or that has been through probate foundations. The ISA program is going well. I have multiple people on the uh, waiting list. We've got our first round of ISAs running out to you guys that have already signed up and those of you that are still interested. I'm still reaching out and I'm having conversations with people. In about a week and a half, the first group are going to be up for those that, that do want an ISA. Definitely reach out if you're interested and we haven't talked yet. All right. Awesome. And this may or may not be a shorter call. We'll stick around as long as you all want to participate. We do have two in the queue. Oh, I wanted to start by congratulating Nancy Brooke from Montana. She was our winner of the week last week. As always, we're always looking for a probate win of the week and a good idea of the week. And we will amply reward both of those if anybody has one they would like to share with the group. We do have two in the queue, so let's go to the first caller this week is phone number ending in 5515. You're up first. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm new to this, and I spoke with Bruce yesterday, and I'm just kind of curious. I'm putting my team together. I have a little bit of background in the financial services industry, so I have a financial advisor I can uh, tap for to refer to and hopefully get referrals from. And I was wondering if you could possibly touch on how you would build or who you would build your team with first and how you go about that. Great oh, question. Tim or Jim, do you guys want to go? I know I could talk about this for for a couple of hours in an effort to not monopolize that time. What do you guys have? Anything? Oh, just hit it, Bruce. We know you're the authority. You coach this every day. So go ahead, please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you really, so you need to divide your, your team into really two categories. You're going to have your real estate team. So those are your ISAs, if you have an ISA, those are your your co-agents. If you're in a market with more than 100 leads, I normally would recommend, especially if you have a good amount of business, bringing in a co-agent, someone that can uh, kind of handle, handle some extra calls with you, handle some appointments, things like that. These are your investors, your hard money lenders, and your kind of cash people. A lot of we know a lot of people in our databases in our spheres of influence who are sitting on 25, 50, 75, 100,000 in cash and they might not know what to do with it, but they have an interest in real estate. So I want to reach out to them and find out who who I know that has cash that could potentially help me self-fund some of the investment opportunities. So those are your real estate team. Your vendor team is a different category altogether. And we want to start with a concierge. So we start with a concierge. And a concierge is that to-do list person in your network. They're the person that helps you fulfill the promises 
when you're meeting with clients. So if you say, I can help you coordinate an estate sale, I can help you coordinate a property clean out, yard maintenance, I can connect you with this person and that person, your concierge is that person that meets vendors at the house, meets contractors at the house, that coordinates these things, and they can use your list. But they're the person that makes sure that you're not spending 40 hours a week meeting people at your house when you could be out generating new business. So that's who I would start with. I would then get my suite of contractors, everyone, from a general contractor to an electrician to a handyman. So get yourself some contractors. Get yourself your white-collar professionals. So those are the attorneys, so the estate planning attorneys, the probate attorneys. That's the accountant, the insurance agent, so the PNC insurance agent, and your financial advisors and your financial advisors. And that list that I just gave you between contractors, your white-collar professionals, and your concierge, you'll be in really good shape. Of course, there's always more people you could add. You could always add a locksmith. You could always add an appraiser or a personal property appraiser. Those are a little less used, but if you start with the white-collar professionals I just mentioned, the contractors and the concierge, you'll be in really good shape. Excellent. Thank you. Does that help, sir? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add, Bruce, I can hear some of the people on the call saying, I'm only getting 20 or 25 leads a month. And you did qualify that if you're getting more than 100. If you don't have the an assistant right now or you don't have the funds to hire a concierge, it is something you can coordinate yourself. And we always say, honestly, if you just have a good group of people and you're the, you're the person that finds them and turns them over to the group of people, you can do it by phone also if you don't have somebody to physically meet them out there. So don't don't think you got to have – it's like anything else. You don't have to have all the pieces of the puzzle in place to, to still accomplish what you're trying to do with the people. That's, mainly that's the thing that I, that I would stress is start where you're at and build it from there. You don't have to have all those pieces initially. To Jim's point, and this is really important because, uh, Jim, Tim, how often do we hear people say, hey, I, I, should I wait to make my calls until I have my team put together? Yep. <laughs> make the calls. I mean, if somebody says, I really, I live an hour and a half away and I can't come over and cut the grass every week, you're not going to turn that business down because you don't have a landscaper lined up. You go and find a landscaper. If somebody says, I really need to change the locks on my house, you don't turn the business down because you don't have a, a locksmith. You find a locksmith. So make the calls first. And and then when you find pain points in, in the PR's life, you offer to fill it. And if you don't have that person, that vendor yet, you can go and find one. And if you don't know how to find the person get with us on one of these calls or get with me and I'll tell you where to go find them or join mastery and we'll tell you where to go find them. But you do not need to have everybody together. And the same thing applies to every aspect of the program. We encourage a pretty basic system, which is to send out letters, follow up with calls. And we encourage you to have a, a website location to point people to learn more about you in your letters. So it gives you an initial point of contact and all of that. But as soon as your leads are available, those leads are valuable. And you're not going to hurt yourself by doing anything you can to reach those people. And I think that's the most salient point here. You may find something immediately, which is a if you're an agent, to come list me at the right time, the right place. It's all about being top of mind. Same thing as an investor. You may find that someone on this list just the day before an emergency came up, now they need money really quick. And now you're in a situation where you're at the right time at the right place with an offer to buy. And 
that's a critical thing to go do. One other thing that I, I would urge you to do if you are, in fact, looking at this from an investment standpoint is make, make sure that you, you know, spend your time and you've got your financial act together so that if you do find an opportunity and you can move quickly, that's where the best opportunities come from in some of this, where you can really help someone out. They may have had a medical emergency or a housing emergency. So that's another thing that you've got to make sure you have stacked up, ready to go. Bruce, the only other thing I was going to just also say is, as we know, the number one stumbling block often to getting a house on the market and actually getting a house sold are the contents in the house that may have belonged to the person who's passed and having a good mm-hmm. solution in place for that, whether it's an estate sale company or someone who will literally go in and do the job of getting it cleaned out and do what the family wants to get that done. That's a critical part of your team. So always be on the lookout for those kinds of people in your local marketplace. Check the local auctions, thrift stores, places like that, and you'll find those kinds of people. Yep. Yep. And just to add to that, Tim, estatesales.com, estatesales.net, estatesales.org. I think they're all the three, the same three right now, but it's a national affiliation of estate sale companies. And most of them are pretty reputable to be part of that group. So just like RIA.com, where you can find the investors, estatesales.com is not a bad place if you don't know someone local to find somebody in your market. Or good old Google. Somebody posted something on Facebook today that I got a kick out of. It said, uh, 94% of all arguments today end with, I'll just Google it, which is probably about accurate. You can always just Google a state sale company in Maricopa County, Arizona, and I guarantee you'll find more than one probably that you can call. Yeah, they're not hard to find. We've said on these calls so many times before, if you had a potential deal on your desk, whether it's a listing or or a flip, and it was a million-dollar deal and you didn't have the right person, could you find the right person before your appointment tomorrow? Absolutely, you could. Get your team together, but let the need drive the direction you take also. You'll find out as you go what you need the most in your market. So good question. Does that help, sir? Absolutely. Great information. Thank you very much, and uh, happy 4th of July. We only have one more in the queue, guys, so this may be our shortest call ever, which is okay. We'll let you all get off to the festivities you have planned. Yep, we do have one more in the queue. Let me bring up the last person right now. If anybody else would like to jump in, just hit star six and hit one. In the meantime, the last person in there, oh, we got another one. Good. The the next one in there is is phone number ending at 5757. You're next. Hi, this is Bruce and Jim. Okay, great, you guys. Uh, my name's Douglas. I, I was on a call a few weeks ago, and I noticed that you put me in here. Doug lands eight deals in five contexts. There's something I want to clarify about that. When you, when I said that I did that, you guys were congratulating me, and you said, how long have you been with us? And I said, two or three months. But the truth is, you guys, I landed those deals just off of what you give me in these mastermind calls. And I just can't wait to see where this goes when I start one-on-one coaching. Wow. So it's even yeah. better than we represented. We usually exaggerate in the opposite direction. So that that's good to know. So we under we understated what you're doing. It sounds like it just uh, it was such a warm way to get in touch with someone to to approach them and right. to and to say that well just to reach out and ask them if you can help them in any way. And by the way, as far as those eight deals from five contacts. I just, I'm double ending one for 1.5 million. I'm double ending it. Wow. Good for you. That is awesome. Good for you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that that paid for your leads for the next 40 years, probably, right? When you close that (laughs) for the program. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your next question, Doug. Sorry. 
Okay. As far as the, 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 the I, I've taken the sales training you're doing next week, and to anybody who's on this call that that didn't hasn't done it, I'm telling you, in 2012, I made a commitment to just dedicate myself to sales. I read every book possible in sales. I've been, I've had two, I've had four coaches in that time, and that. Two-day training is the best sales training I've ever had, and it's condensed into two days, which is just phenomenal. So I'm just wondering, what do I need to do to repeat it again? Where do I need to go to? When you sign in uh, to the portal, you click the training dropdown and uh, then click uh, professional real estate coaching. And then there's just a blue button, registration button right there under the words probate foundations. You're already a subscriber, Doug, obviously. So anybody that is not a subscriber, you guys can take Probate Foundations as well. I would just call the main number on our website and and ask to uh, register for foundations as well. There is a small fee if you're not a subscriber. It's it's not big, and you can apply um, that to your to to your leads if you want to register. But but for you, Doug, to answer your question, just go in and uh, click on training, professional real estate coaching, and then there's a link there to register for foundations again. Thank you so much, and thank you for everything you guys have done to help my business. I'm really excited about real estate again. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, we appreciate you listening and adapting it, and this is I don't want to keep run this into the ground, but I have said before that you've made this point a couple times, Douglas. The it's the approach, the basic approach works well. And one of one of my first mentors before many of you were born many years ago used to tell me, figure out what everybody else is doing, and do the opposite. And everybody else is virtually saying, I'm the greatest realtor in the world, or I'm the best investor. You can trust me. I'll pay cash and close quick. They're they're talking about themselves. They're not focusing on how they can help the client. So just that slight tweak in your attitude and your approach makes all the difference in the world because you're so different than anyone else. You're really starting at an almost an unfair advantage. So we every time you mention it, it we appreciate it, and it just will maybe it'll drive that point home to a few other people, and they'll have a ninety thousand uh, dollar commission. Is that right? You double ended to one point five. So is that a is that like a ninety thousand dollar commission? Yes. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was off of five contacts. And, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, like I said, I made a major study of sales since 2012. And what you just said is everything. And I was thinking yeah. about it this morning because when I first started to learn that it's not about me, it's about them. And I really learned to get out of my way and just start taking in what their needs and their concerns were. It works in anything. It sure. Works in any form, sure. It works in any form of communication. Well, that is awesome. I'd love to have you calculate your ROI on that. It's probably about four million percent. It's way up there. I guarantee you. What you've spent versus a ninety thousand dollar commission. That's good for you, man. You're doing everything. You're, you're doing. I would say everything. You're probably not doing everything perfectly, but you're doing a lot. So that's awesome. Any? Do you want to? Anything? You. Any questions, Bruce? You have for him as far as the specifics of how he did it, or? I think we've touched on it before. Oh, yeah, we touched on it before. I, I, I don't have a question. I just have a, a comment. Douglas, we've had several conversations. He's been on here before. It's, uh, it's either humbling or ego-boosting whenever he uh, raves about the coaching and the course. It's a little bit of both because I know how much effort, Douglas, you put into your growth. That's really what it's all about is the fact that you make the effort. And your mindset is just spot on. 
you can make mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. And I, but I work on my mindset more than anything else. And I can tell the same thing about you, Douglas. You work on your mindset. You're willing to put yourself out there. You're willing to learn. You're willing to grow. And you're willing to try and willing to fail. And that's the biggest reason that you succeeded in this, in this deal that you put together is because you were willing to um, make effort. And anyone that's listening here that's just worried about making some calls, that's worried about putting some of the things that we teach you guys into practice, take a page out of Douglas's book and just put yourself out there. Be willing. That's- yeah, thank you. And I have to tell you, when it comes to the seller of these eight properties, the first thing she tried to do was blow me off. You know, mm-hmm. you know she, tried to, she tried to blow me off because she had one home as a for sale by owner. She was just buried with phone calls from other real estate agents. And I just kept coming back. And every time I came back, I brought her something of value. And I wasn't asking for anything for myself. And then she just, after the th- third call, she just opened up. I got this. I don't know what to do. I got to sell them all. I have to sell them all. And she lost her husband. She has all these properties. And she just wants to enjoy her family. She wants to get rid of these properties and just enjoy her family. And it's just so fun to help her make that happen. Yep. And if you were like everybody else, you'd have taken that first brush off as a personal affront and wouldn't have called her back. Exactly. Yeah. That's great, Doug. Again, we appreciate you. Come back every week. (laughs) Keep sharing that story. (laughs) I don't think you can say it too much, Ben. We appreciate you being here, buddy. All right. right. We have... Oh, no. Thank you, sir. We have one more in the queue. Looks like last up right now is phone number ending in 6640. You're up. Hey, my name is Eric. I'm in Los Angeles. How are you guys doing today? Great, Eric. Great. What's up? I've been with you guys for, gosh, I've had seven months. I've been hit and miss with consistency, a little frustrated. I used probate, the plus on each one, then I'm doing the mailbox motivator. Had very little return calls or even some success. It's just been a little frustrating. I, I, I call through the list and I'm thinking maybe it's a scripts thing. I don't know. I just need to see one piece of advice that would help me be consistent. I've been wanting to get this thing into a dialer to make it a little bit easier. And that hasn't been easy trying to get into a follow-up boss. Eric, before yep. Bruce goes, you're not in a competitive market there in LA, are <laughs> I think it's a little competitive, yeah. People are finding <laughs> yeah. them before. I'm just kidding. It's like everybody's got a realtor, a real estate license or investors. You got to yeah. go in knowing that you're not in uh, middle America or Montana where you, know, where you don't have any competition. You probably have more than almost anywhere else in the country. Having said that, Bruce, what advice would you give him? I want to know a little bit more about the process. So you mentioned in the beginning hit and miss on on your follow-up, hit and miss on your calls. How many times have you called through your lists or your list? And and then what kind of answer rate are you getting? Is it 5%, 10, 20? How many people are answering? Yeah, so I just got my most recent list on the 28th. I've called through about 50% of them and I've probably, I've, I think it's like maybe 60 that have properties. I think mm-hmm. I've talked to about 10 so far. One thing I've noticed here in Los Angeles, uh, I, I, I see a lot of people getting taken advantage of with the investor type approach where they're leaving a hundred to 200,000, if not more on the table. And I'm talking about as is. So that's one thing that's made me a little bit more passionate about trying to help these people actually know what the true value of the property is. But yeah, I, I'm talking to maybe one out of every six that I talk, one to two out of every six people that I talk to. 
And how are those conversations going? My, my main dialogue with them is, of course, to the, the person that's in charge. It's just asking them about what are their plans with the property at such and such address. Some are trying to figure out what they're going to do. Some have already have a buyer that's already lined up. I'm trying to get in the middle of that because I realize there's there's money there. I just haven't had I haven't had any luck, man. So I'm going to say that it's probably a um, minor technique adjustment. Have you? So how quickly do you bring up real estate on the right call? Away. What's your right away? Okay, and, and and are you encountering any resistance, or are they just just being blasé? and not really giving you much information? They're not giving me much information. Some, but it's already so quick. They can't believe that I'm calling and others are, we haven't decided type of thing. We're still trying to figure it yeah. out. Okay. Number one is we haven't decided is a major selling indicator. A ma- major selling indicator. It usually means that there's several people involved in the process. And the more people that are involved, the more heirs that there are the more likely it is that they're going to sell the property. So we don't know. We haven't decided. It's not, it just it means that they're probably going to end up selling. It's just not going to happen right away. So I would, I would backload that real estate discussion in the call. I would lean a little more heavily on the services that you're offering. And then I'd be looking for their resistance. So if they're going to, if they're going to load up some resistance on you, if they're going to say, hey, we don't know yet, no, we've got it all handled. I'm looking to validate that and then pivot to that real estate topic towards the end of the call where you're really gathering information. And the way that I do it is just, hey, let's fast forward six months down the road and pretend that probate's behind you. Obviously, you're in California, so you might say, let's fast forward nine months down the road and pretend probate's behind you because it takes longer to get through it for them. And then say, are, are you guys going to be holding on to the, the real estate that's in the estate, or are you all thinking about selling? And get that answer toward the end of the conversation after you have a little bit more rapport. If they're thinking about selling, I would just ask, are you open? Uh, would you be open to uh, taking a look at an offer if I sent you one? Would you be open okay. to taking a look offer if I sent you one? And I use that that language, even though I know that they're probably going to list with me. Most people would look at an offer, whereas if you said, would you be open to listing with me? A lot of people were saying no when I used to ask that. Would you be open to listing with me? They'd say no or no, not yet. But an offer, most people are curious. Just out of curiosity, they want to see what your offer is. And then my offer would be twofold. It would be either a cash off if you have the ability to put a, an investment deal or a cash deal together. And it, and then the other option would be a listing offer. Okay. I want to go that way. If they say, yes, I'm open to an offer, just start it, start baby stepping yourself into an appointment with them. So the way okay. that I baby step the appointment is I ask, I ask for a really easy, really easy. And that first commitment is normally, Hey, when I do that, is it okay? I just drive by and take a look at the house from the outside. That would be question number one. Of course, they're going to say yes. Who would say no to that? They already told you right. they're open to an off. Next is, is the house vacant? Could I walk around outside? I get a commitment there. They usually say, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're driving by, yeah, you might as well walk around outside. And then I go, does it make more sense for someone to meet me there or me to go by myself? And half of the time, by the time you get to that question, they just say, why don't you, I'll be there Friday. Why don't you come over there? Okay. 
and we baby step them into commitments. What you're likely running into and most people run into is uh, they ask for the big commitment right up front without really walking people through that baby step process with easy yeses. So I want to get a whole bunch of small yeses before I get to that big, yeah, let's have a meeting, yes. That makes sense. And I'll do the same call. All of this can be done on the same call. Once you're face-to-face, then you have a really high likelihood of getting the business. Cool. All right. Thanks. I'll definitely uh, get that printed out and up in front of me, and I'll uh, keep making these calls and see what the the outcome is. I've definitely, I see as an opportunity. I've done this by referral for people many a times. I just haven't had a good luck as of yet with doing it where I'm directly prospecting towards them. Here's the yeah, other, Sorry, Jim. So the only other thing is make sure that you're calling enough. If you're calling early in the process, it's very natural for people to, to throw up a, a wall for people to resist you. So Douglas was on a few minutes ago. He said he got brushed off by that by a lady three times or two times and the third time she unloaded on him in a good way i i need to do i need to sell these eight properties keep following up just because someone kind of brushes you off or they're not ready for certain things doesn't mean that they're not going to so you need to keep people in your pipeline and working on them for at least six months at least six months you're going to get some low fruit but there's a lot of business that they're just not ready to deal yet and if they're brushing you off, guess what? They're brushing everybody else off. And whoever follows through and builds the most rapport over that period of time is going to get the business. Yeah, yeah that's I where I was going. That's where I was going to. I was going to say virtually the same thing, Douglas. The in a competitive market like yours, go back and work your newest leads, and go back and work your oldest leads. When the leads get to be six, seven, eight, nine months old, probably eighty percent of them will have done something, but the remaining twenty percent. You're going to have no competition anymore. Nobody else is calling them. And the other thing I was just going to say, the kind of blinding flash of the obvious in your market, the good news is your average sales price is so high, you don't need a high conversion rate to have this make a lot of sense. (laughs) So that's a good news. You're not dealing with $100,000 properties. We have a county in California that it's five leads a month and it's always been full because I think it's Beverly Hills. If they do one deal in their career, they're they're coming out ahead of what they're spending. The second thing there was for your mindset. And the first is don't ignore the old ones. That's what I would do. I would take your oldest set of leads and work it simultaneously with your newest and then work your way towards the middle. And I think you'll, you'll, I think you'll get some decent traction out of the older ones because you got no competition. Make sense? Right. Yeah, it does. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you participating. We have one more in the queue. We keep having people jump in there, which we love. Doug's going to be hard to beat for his, I think I called the last guy Douglas. That was Eric. But Douglas is our winner of the week so far. And we're looking for our idea of the week. And in the queue... Next up is phone number ending in 9902. You're up next. Hello, guys. It's Rick Wilson here in the uh, Annapolis, Charlotte, North Carolina area. How are you all doing? Hey, Eric. Have you started drinking any of that Napa wine yet for the 4th, or are you holding off till tomorrow for (laughs) breakfast? breakfast? Yeah, I've got – I do have a a couple of questions, so I'm going to start out with one. Not in any particular order of importance, but in in any case – I know PR applications not having phone numbers. Are, unfortunately, here it's on the application and, people, and it's requested in it because it's a court document. Most people are putting their phone numbers there, so that's good. Those that are not, I was just curious, which phone 
system do you guys recommend? I'm, I've got one that I'm using, just testing. It's called Prespro, P-R-E-S-P-O-S-O, I think it's. And I don't have any judgment about whether it's good, bad, or not at this stage. But is there one that you know about that really produces the best results for a phone lookup, phone number lookups? Oh, so skip tracing? Are you for talking skip about tracing? for skip tracing? No, that, when, you say, when you say skip tracing, I'm not familiar with that term. Are you um, looking to find I the phone number for the personal representative? Is that what you're looking for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're getting, you're doing this yourself. You're not currently a subscriber for our leads. Is that right? No. No, I use the, your, I do use your mailing program. Jessica is. Uh, right. I understand. No, that's fine. So yeah. here, let me answer your question. There, sure. there are a number, there are a number of them out there. We don't currently recommend anything in particular. Obviously, there are lots of opportunities out there. The only thing I would suggest to you that you may want to consider is obviously if you're if you place the value on your time that that we do, if you want us to deal with them for you, we can certainly help you by if you've got a list of people, we do occasionally provide a service where if you'd like us to look them up for you, load up the list with what you're looking for, name, address, city, state, zip, and we can run it for you and, and pull the data using the resources. We have the best in the industry, and we do it pretty economically for you. Other than right. that, sure. I think pretty much anything yeah. that's out there will give you some good results. The only other thing I'd tell mm-hmm. you, and I got to take the opportunity to do the commercial, but your time is valuable, and we can provide them to you done not only for that, but also give you the ability to look down into the rest of the information that's there. And as you get to the point where you think the affordability curve is outside the value of your time, we'd be happy to have you as a customer, but we appreciate your sure. opportunity to work for you doing the letters. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And uh, yeah, it's not, fortunately, it's just they, most people fill out the phone number, the PRs do. So I don't have that much of a problem. And yeah, uh, but I, I did have I did have a follow up question. Just so I want to add one other thing. One other thing, and sure. that is that when you send us the information for for the mailing, you also do get the benefit of the fact that when you do that and you have us do your mailings for you, we also run the mailings through the same system that we do for all the verification that we do, so that we get deliverability on all of the mail that you put out. So oftentimes typos and other things like that creep in, and we make sure that everything mm-hmm. is at least deliverable. So that's another value that we're able to provide for you. So you're, you know, you're getting the benefit of that part of it. For sure. Anyway, what's your question? What's uh, the next question? Okay. So I, I use the Frank Patrick's four letter system that you all provide. Yep. I schedule calls mornings, afternoons, and evenings. If I can't reach them, I'll call and I do the four letter system. The way I calculate it, I'll make it minimum of 12 calls trying to contact the PRs. I don't know if that's overkill or appropriate. Just want to get you, get, is that too much? Am I wasting time? Because I'm not leaving messages. I'm not doing that for sure. Your 12 calls, Rick? Awesome. Well, I'm going to jump in and give you some love for that. I think over six months, you need to touch people 10, 12, 14 times. Um, sure. But you need to start leaving messages because if they're not answering the phone and you've called them three times, two, two times, three times, and they haven't answered, they haven't called you back, it means that they're the type of person that's not going to call you back. So those, all those 10 or 12 additional calls that you pile on them without leaving a message 
are going to continue to get the same results. So if they're not going to answer the phone, you need to start leaving messages and at least use that as an extension of your marketing. So I would actually deliver my USP or my elevator pitch in that voicemail when I call back. Okay. So I figured that 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 would probably be a good idea. I just wanted to hear it from you. I thought I'd try three times without leaving a message, morning, afternoon, evening, and then I'm going to go on the second letter, start leaving messages, and okay. third letter, leaving messages, and fourth letter, leaving messages. Each one trying to tune it up and giving some additional value and, and not try to give the whole deal to them on the first message, but try to build some additional value as I go along leaving the messages. So that's, mm-hmm. that's that strategy. So that sounds like that would work if you guys agree that would probably work. I agree. Yeah, I can get behind that. Definitely. Slightly different from what I do, but it's not so different. I think it's a good strategy. I might not wait until three calls. If you're going to do all three of those calls in a a one-week or a a couple-of-day period, by all means, go with your strategy of not leaving a message. But if you're spacing those calls out, let's say a week, you, you probably ought to start leaving messages on the second or the third try. Yeah. So if it's in a day or two. Just skip the voice message. If it's if they're spaced apart multiple days, leave a, leave a message on call number two. Okay. Yeah, that would be adjustment I would be making because I wasn't doing that for sure. Yeah. Now, as far as the hiring a concept, I'm doing just 50 leads a month at this time. I'm, not, I'm it's all that I can personally handle. I guess uh, that's my judgment. I might change my mind later down the road here. Yeah, this is a very competitive market, a metropolitan area, like so many others. But one thing you struck me said earlier about pre, what you call it, the pre-probate, pre-probate. market. But yeah, yep. because I am running into situations, and, it has to, and I haven't really had uh, opportunity to connect with enough people and make any real judgment on this. But the ones I have talked to said, "Oh yeah, we sold that property." You know, "Oh yeah, we sold the property." So I'm running in case where they they're getting sold before I get to them. And yep. so that's, is that what you're addressing in your pre-marketing program? I mean, pre-probate marketing program? Well, since Tim left the cat out of the bag, how do you want to let the whole cat out of the bag or just? No, let I, it, I, I thought so. Free, feel free to join us <laughs> next week because yeah. we'll talk about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Right. Great segue. Appreciate it, Rick. Appreciate your, your participation yeah, I, every I, week. I'm just interested in that and interested in that. And yeah, sure. sounds great. Okay. Look, I appreciate your guys' time. And yeah. We'll look forward to hearing the rest of the story on next Thursday. Awesome. That is all we have in the queue. Anything my partners want to say to wrap up, and I'll do my normal close. Anything, uh, Bruce or Tim, you want to add? We good? Good Enjoy yourselves. Be safe and come back next Thursday, and we'll give you some cool information about some new stuff coming down the pike. And I appreciate the segue as well to just remind people, save me having to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I wanted to encourage y'all go out and have a great time with family friends this weekend. I would respectfully say if you're going to drink, drive, or play with fireworks, only do one of those at a time. Stay safe, stay safe, stay healthy. I thank each of you for being here. I want to particularly thank those that actively participated, and I want to challenge each of you. Take one idea you heard, come back next week, share, try it, and share your results with the group. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. Thanks for being here. Take care.